Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Starting off the ML Sports Platter with a couple of messages from our sponsors. Folks, Bet Online they continue to get it done as the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the NFL to the NHL, NBA, even eSports and golf. And Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Listen to this. Head over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You know something, on the ML Sports Platter, we pride ourselves on being able to talk about a little of everything in the sports world. And there may be off-seasons for your favorite leagues and teams, but really there's no downtime. Free agent signings, coaching changes, draft picks, and more mean there are always stories to tell. I learned so much about sports reporting and storytelling during my time at St. Bonaventure University, including how to find the most interesting stories. SBU has that long-standing reputation for training future journalists like myself, Woj, Donna DeTota, and Mike Vaccaro. This reputation continues with its online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism. This entirely online degree option builds podcasting, networking, interviewing, research skills needed in a changing media landscape. Students actually will learn how to follow high professional standards as they tell nuanced stories about the sports we love. You don't need to have any writing or broadcasting experience to start this program, just a passion for the profession. SBU doesn't require an application fee or GRE or GMAT score. It makes it easier to apply that way. And hey, students complete this program in less than two years while learning important lessons in sports journalism from experienced faculty and accomplished alumni. Contact an enrollment advisor today at sbujournalism.com to learn more about St. Bonaventure's sports journalism program. That is sbujournalism.com, sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, and our terrific friends at Rosie's Corner. As you listen to this right now, if you're in and around Central New York, stop by for Fish Friday, the mac and cheese, coleslaw, and fry uh, options for your sides. They've got a meatball bomber, pizza wing combinations for every occasion. Get on over to Rosie's Corner, Route 11, in front of the Brewerton Bridge. If you're in and around Central New York, Rosie's Corner is also available when you download the Slice app. So make sure you get that. And, of course, on Instagram and Facebook, check out all of their specials of the week. This week they rolled out this awesome special chicken salad. It was unbelievable. And uh, they're just doing it over and over and over again at Rosie's Corner. Every single day, basically comfort food, right? Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, uh, your Wednesday chicken and biscuits, Thursday, Friday mac and cheese, and, of course, Fish Friday uh, as well. So stop by Rosie's Corner, Route 11 in Brewerton, a proud ML sports platter sponsor. He is the Buffalo Bills beat man and insider for the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, a very good friend of mine. And hey, we got a big one coming up this Sunday. It's uh, super, I guess I have to put that word in front, super NFL wildcard weekend. And so let's bring in our buddy Sal Mayorana from the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. And of course, you can follow Sal on Twitter at Sal Mayorana. Hey, Sal. Good, Mike. How you doing? Hanging in there. How do you feel about this Bills team going into the postseason right now? Well, I mean, I feel pretty good about it. They've had an amazing season to overcome a lot. You know, there's been things that you've, we've looked at all year long 
that, you know, you think, oh, this is going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. You know, the, the receivers haven't been quite as good as we thought, the secondary. But, Mike, you look at it, they've won 13 to 16 games against one of the hardest schedules in the league, and the three losses were by eight points combined. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, even me, as who is a perpetual complainer, really shouldn't be complaining too much about their season. Is there is there a glaring concern, whether it's, you know, Allen this year at times turning it over, especially in the red zone? Is it the corner back spot? Uh, is it the lack of depth at safety? Is it the offensive line? I mean, is, is there the, the pass rush? I mean, is it going to be enough? Is there a glaring concern going in? No, I wouldn't say glaring, but all the things you just raised are definitely things to look at. There's There's no doubt. Um, I've said it all year. The offensive line to me has been, and really for the last few years, to me it's been an average group. Um, you, you look at some of their numbers and you question that, but you know, let's face it, their rushing total was definitely inflated by Allen, so that makes the offensive line look a little bit better than it probably should. And, and his his escapability also plays a big role in keeping the sacks down. If I had to pick one thing going into this postseason, and really, it's not even pretty much relevant for this weekend because I don't think the Dolphins will be able to do much with Skyward Thompson. But moving forward, if it's Bengals and then Chiefs, the secondary is a concern. Um, yeah. You know, Tredavious White is not the player he was before he got hurt, at least not yet. Um, had a pick last week, but he's not the same player. They've got, you know, really, really major questions at the other cornerback spot with Elam and Jackson even if Benford comes back to play, he's he's a six-round rookie from Villanova. Mm-hmm. So you know, how much are you really, you know, banking on him? Now, if they get Mike to hide back next week, that certainly helps. But when you're playing Joe Burrow and that offense, most likely next week, that's going to be a that's going to be a problem area that the Bills have got to figure it out. In that game two weeks ago, the Bengals had the ball two times before Tamar Hamlin got hurt, and they were moving it with ease. So that's a worry. Yeah, they really were. Um, for you personally. What has it been like covering and being around this DeMar Hamlin situation? Just kind of, I guess, enlighten the listeners for somebody who's on the beat, you know, on the daily. It's a little different than a national person poking in and knocking the door, you know, or whatever the case may be. As I mean, you're, you're doing this every single minute of every single day. What's it been like um, with the DeMar Hamlin situation and, and obviously the team surrounding him? Yeah, that was that was a crazy week. I haven't had many weeks like that in 33 years on the beat. I mean, it was a national, it was a worldwide story, right, really. Quickly. Right. Um, yeah. and, and the thing is that it was very tough to get information because we were completely boxed out. They weren't allowing, I mean, even the night of the game, you know, probably maybe 15 minutes after he had been taken off in the ambulance, uh, several of us went down trying to get into that locker room area where all the meetings were taking place. And we were cordoned off by security, couldn't even get close. So I can't even tell you, that I had any more information than anybody else did. We just weren't allowed there. We didn't even speak to McDermott and Allen. They made, and I think two other guys were made available that fall that Thursday after the game. There was nothing. There was radio silence from the Bills outside of a daily two-paragraph, you know, statement. So it was really tough to get information. Even the people who stayed back in Cincinnati, a couple of the TV guys stayed back. You know, you post up in front of the hospital, but what were you really getting? You weren't getting anything. So it was a very difficult, uh, um, you know, news situation from that standpoint. And then once they got back to Buffalo and we were able to talk to some guys, then 
you started getting really great anecdotes about what was happening. And, you know, Trey White was really good after the game Sunday. You know, he, he shared that story about getting a text from Hamlin at 2.30 in the morning. Um, so there was some cool things that came out several, several days after it happened. But, you know, that whole week I just spent writing DeMar Hamlin stories. It, it was pretty, pretty crazy. And the, and the page views were amazing. So so that was that was good from my standpoint. But it, it was a tough situation for the Bills and certainly DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, it sure was. Um, Cole Beasley, can he still help this team somewhere? I don't know. I mean, he did absolutely zero in the two games that he played. And he played, obviously, he was active for the Bengals game. And they threw one pass to him and he couldn't hold on to it. I don't know. I mean, they brought him up to the 53 now. So he's on. He's on the team. I think I thought right along when they brought him back that he could play that role. You know, I didn't think he'd be the same player. But, I, you know, he's still able to do some of those Cole Beasley things. They just didn't get him involved. There was just there was almost nothing. I think he had. 17 snaps in, in the two games he played. So I think he can do some things, but, you know, I got to see it first, right? <laughs> I got to see it first. Now, it's, it's interesting. Isaiah McKenzie had an injury yesterday at practice. I think he, he might have pulled a hammy. Um, I, I saw him say after that he's, he's going to be okay. But, you know, Cole Beasley now might be in that spot if, if McKenzie can't go. Yeah, no doubt. Sal Maron, our guest here, a Democrat and Chronicle out of Rochester. Buffalo Bills beat man and insider. Make sure you give him a follow. On Twitter at Sal Marana. I got a couple more for you, Sal. And, and the first of which is, you know, we talk all the time until we're blue in the face in sports about windows, you know, windows being open to win championships. And the Bills, they've been knocking on the door last year, 13 seconds this year, with all the different things that have happened. They've found them, them, themselves back up to, to a two seed, you know, and playing a home game and, um, you know, a really, really good team. How important is it that? This year is the year, you know, not next year, the year after all oh, the windows still will be open. No, no, no. This year to close the deal because of all the factors around them with the Allen contract and everything else kicking in. How important is it that they seal the deal this year? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's important every year when you've got a quarterback like Josh Allen. I, there was a great quote by Burrow the other day. They asked him the same question and he said, the window is going to be open for my whole career. I mean, the kid's incredibly arrogant. <laughs> I'm not sure which is which, yeah. but he's got a little of both. Yeah. But, I mean, he makes a good point. I mean, th over in Cincinnati, they're going to build around Joe Burrow for the next decade, and the Bills are already in that mode with Josh Allen. So, you know, I don't see a reason why the Bills wouldn't be competitive for years to come. You know, they've got some salary cap issues for sure. They've got, I think I counted up, there's like nine guys next year who are going to be over $10 million, yeah. and, and Allen's $40 million. So they've got some major problems to deal with on the salary cap, but this team is, you know, Brandon Bean and his crew have proven that they know how to build a team and they'll find ways around, you know, the, the, the cap issues and bringing the right people in here. So if, if Josh Allen keeps playing the way he's been playing the last three years, I think the bill's window is open for several more years. I got to tell you, I mean, look, I'm looking forward to the games obviously, but I just hate this extra playoff team thing. I mean, the bills and the Niners both should be home resting and getting a double buy as a, as a number two seed. I, I just cannot stand the additional team sale. Can't stand oh, it. I agree. Oh, I agree 100%. The, the NFL is always going to go for the money. Yep. And obviously these extra games bring in money, but you've got slot teams in there. I mean, why is Seattle in the playoffs? Quite frankly, why is Miami in the playoffs? I mean, you know, even if they had Tua, they were just lost five games in a row before they snuck past the Jets. So I, I totally agree. I think it dumbs down the playoffs. 
Um, I, I wish they hadn't done it, but Mike, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to eight teams pretty soon. Oh, I'm sure they I, will. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned you know making money. Are you sure that they're not about player safety first, right? I mean, um, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they, they can say all they want about player safety, but it all comes down to money. It sure does. It sure does. Um, when you when you see the defensive strategy from Leslie Frazier this weekend without Tua Tonga Viola in there, do you uh, do you sense him kind of bringing more of the kitchen sink to try and get some turnovers? Um, they're not a big blitz team, Mike. They're not. And yeah. I, I don't know that they're going to need to blitz all that much against Skyler Thompson. I think they're going to see how the game goes. I mean, if they're having success getting the ball on those quick, you know, those quick slants and quick outs to Waddle and Hill, you know, they might have to mix things up and get more pressure in his face. But the, t- the Bills have typically been rush for and cover with everybody else. And I think that's how they're going to start the game. I'd be surprised. They, the Bills are one of the lowest rated or the lowest percentage blitz teams in the league. I don't know that I'd switch things up for Skyward Thompson. I, I, I might change my, my mind against Joe Burrow and do things a little bit differently if they get to that game next week. But I wouldn't worry too much about, you know, Skyward Thompson this week. Von Miller obviously was the guy they signed in the offseason for this time of year. I mean, they they wanted him to be the closer, the guy who in the fourth quarter can, you know, get Patrick Mahomes or whomever it might be off the field. Um, and he's been out. He's out for the year. So who, who in your opinion, is the guy who's got to – I'm not going to say be Von Miller, but – the guy who they really need the most up there, you know, is it Oliver? Is it Greg Rousseau? Well, yeah, I mean, Greg Rousseau is the edge rusher who's got to be, you know, who, who has stepped in to be that primary guy in place of Von Miller. Now, he hasn't had, you know, the sack numbers that Von Miller has. The Bills have only got 10 sacks since Miller went out. That's five and a half games. Right. They've only had 10 sacks. Ed Oliver's a guy that absolutely needs to step it up. I, I wrote this week that he was invisible in that game last week. I mean, I didn't even see Ed Oliver play. And he was out there, but he really didn't do anything. They need more from him. I mean, they've exercised that fifth-year option on his contract for next year. He's got to be a stud. And I know he's been hurt a little bit this year. He's battled some things. But he's a guy in the middle. You know, you look at the, the Dolphins, for instance. Christian Wilkins, their defensive tackle, has just been a monster. Yeah. And, and Ed Oliver has not been a monster. That's not been who he has been all year. They need him to be like that more as these, play, as these playoff games go on. All right, final thing. Give me put your weather cap on. What are we looking at? Is I'm I'm here in mid 30s, maybe a little uh, breaking sun. Is that true? Yeah, it looks like that. It's going to be fine. It'll be in the 30s. There's no snow. Okay. Um, I don't even think there's supposed to be much wind. So it's going to be a pretty normal January day, which is nice. The Bills haven't had very many normal days anywhere they've played, so that'll be good. So weather shouldn't be a factor at all. All right, all right. Uh, prediction. What do you got? Yeah, I get the Bills winning. You know, I you know I'm not one of these people that think that they're just going to show up and win by 20, which right, seems too. to be a very popular opinion with uh, the Tua news. I, you know, I think I picked, I was on the radio yesterday, I think I said, uh, what did I say, 27-13, something like okay. that. I think Miami's defense, you know, can, can do a little bit to hold the Bills down. I just don't see Skyler Thompson, you know, putting up much more than maybe a touchdown and a couple field goals. Fair enough. Well, he covers the Buffalo Bills for the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle on Twitter at Sal Marana. Sal, thank you and uh, be well, okay? All right, Mike, thanks for having me. Before we close, I, I just wanted to share a couple of things, you know, as far as this game is concerned with the Dolphins and the Bills. Um, you know, all the pressure is on Buffalo. There's no doubt about it. And when that happens in sports, 
you know, sometimes handling the pressure is the key. And the problem for the Bills, of course, is that they have to handle the pressure and the emotion still hanging over from the DeMar Hamlin situation. So uh, it's kind of a one-two punch there. But the thing is, I feel really good um, going into situations now because of the leadership on this football team. I mean, I don't think you can, especially this year, um, and I know it happens every year when teams turn it around or they you know, build a culture, they get a new head coach, they get maybe a quarterback who just kind of fits everything that you're doing. Uh, the general manager's lockstep with the head coach, blah, blah, blah. Ownership is in lockstep with everybody else. That is the key in Buffalo. Everybody's in lockstep. I mean, the ownership is in lockstep with the GM and the head coach and the quarterback and on down the entire roster. But but what I was about to say is, you know, when when you have a situation like the Bills and you have the leadership that they have and they're just constantly focused and 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 ready for the task at hand. Um, this year, more than any other year, probably. Like I said, it happens every year, but maybe not to this magnitude. I mean, the New York Giants, I had them as like a four or five win football team this year. Most people really did. Brian Dable is the head coach. Their quarterback, Daniel Jones, they didn't have automatically Joe Montana walking in through the doors. <laughs> They didn't have Patrick Mahomes walking through the door, Steve Young. You know, they didn't have Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, you know, Tom Brady, Troy Aikman, John Elway. They didn't, they, Jim Kelly. They didn't have, you know, a quarterback. It was still Daniel Jones. So just the head coach situation in, in with the Giants, just the head coach and the GM with Joe Shane, they're a playoff team. Like right away, boom, hire a new GM, hire a new head coach, bang, and they're in. That shows you how huge... Um, you know, that shows you how huge a head coach can be. And look, when you go lockstep with the quarterback too, we know that those head coach combinations, uh, head coach QB combinations have been there, you know, for, for the history of the NFL. I mean, there is no hall of fame quarterback who is in the hall of fame. You know, there's no hall of fame quarterback, right. Who didn't have a hall of fame head coach is what I'm saying. Right. They're, they're, they're lockstep and both in the hall of fame. Everywhere you look, they're there. Right. Chuck Noll, Terry Bradshaw, you know, Tom Landry, Roger Staubach, Jim Kelly, Marv Levy, Dan Marino, Don Shula, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. They'll be there, right? Uh, Bart Starr, Vince Lombardi, Paul Brown, Otto Graham. I mean, it, it's happened for the entire history of the game, and it won't change. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Big Ben, Mike Tomlin. It's just how it is. For a while, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll. It's just how it is. And right now it appears as though the Bills have all the big pieces in place. Uh, and that's why I've said many a times that, you know, once your football house is built, people will walk in and, you know, they'll take a recliner chair out of the house. They'll, they'll scoop up some pots and pans. They might come in and take your snow tires. They might come in and take, you know, X, Y, Z out of your man cave. But your house is still there. It's intact, and, and, the, and, the, and the house has been... The football house has been built for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Brian Dable's been plucked, and some others have been plucked, but the foundation is is there, starting with Terry Kimpagula, into Brandon Bean, into Sean McDermott, into Josh Allen, into Stephon Diggs, into all the leaders, Jordan Poyer, on and on it goes. It, it's it's there. So for all of this these horrible things that have happened to the city of Buffalo and the team and all the rest... The Bills have that foundation of people 
who can keep things level-headed and keep things, you know, on the concentration track and keep things, uh, you know, in realistic, you know, perspective because that's an important thing, man. When you deal with the top shooting and Dawson Knox loses his brother and Von Miller's out for the year and Micah Hyde's out for the year and Josh Allen with the elbow problem and DeMar Hamlin, Dane Jackson, Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans, house fire in the city uh, or in the surrounding areas kills five kids. I mean, the snowstorm that put the Bills in Detroit for two games in five days and they had to play three and 12. Uh, uh, the second snowstorm kills north of 40. I mean, how much does this, t- you know, John Murphy, the play-by-play guy, has a stroke. I mean, what? how many more things can this team take on? It seems as though McDermott and Bean and all those guys just, that's life. We move forward. You know, we take a step forward. We're concentrating and we have to stick together. Uh, you know, the leadership has been, has been just unbelievable for the Bills. It really has been. Huge thanks to Sal Marana for jumping on to talk Buffalo Bills football with the big wild card weekend game coming up this Sunday. Cannot stand the extra team. Both the Niners and the Bills deserve the week off and that double bye. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap. Thank you out there as well. The Jammin' Beats Camillus Golf Club Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company and our great friends at Welch and Company Jewelers. Make sure you shop the showcase today. They've got great deals going on in the month of January. Welchjewelers.com. Get them on Instagram and Facebook. Check out those specials right now at Welch and Company Jewelers. Welchjewelers.com, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.